the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Greetings, Earth people! Wait, that's not this show. Uh, this is me, IC Robot. Uh, we're back again for another exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's a show in which we, um, we take, we try to take those sad moods, turn them into glad moods. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world, a lot of, uh, a lot of infected particles floating to and fro, and I, I do my best to take your mind off that for, um, a little bit. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing all right. We just had the 4th of July. That was... That was fine. It was okay. Nothing, nothing really crack-a-lacking here at the home base. But, um, like, there were dudes shooting fireworks, like, everywhere. And I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but I live in Santa Rosa, California. And a couple years ago, we had, like, this massive wildfire that practically destroyed the entire town. Look it up, Santa Rosa, California. And, uh, we were still under, like, this red alert fire condition. Just because, you know, it's California, dude. The Golden State. They don't call it that because there's gold. They call it that because it has a lot of dry brush. And with, like, fools shooting fireworks high into the heavens, it's not not the best thing ever. I was, um, I wouldn't say I was nerve-wracked, but I was, I was a little nerve-wracked watching fools shooting these things up in the sky, especially when I, I live so close to the hills. But it's cool, man. I survived. I'm here. I'm safe. You're safe. We're all safe. And, uh, we're back. Let's, um, let's see what we got over here. I got, I got a G.I. Joe. I got another one. In the, uh, this is part of the big Father's Day haul from the other day. What is this? Hold on one second. I dropped something in the garbage. Instead of digging around under the desk, I'm digging around in the garbage. This is, uh, this is a cat toy. This was, uh, my beloved orange boy's toy. Let me, let me throw that over there. Somehow it wound up in this, uh, in this box of G.I. Joe paraphernalia. Let's see what we got in here. Oh, this is a good one. This is one that I had wanted for a long time. The guy that I have in my hand is a guy who goes by the name of Richard Blinken Smythe, a.k.a. the dreadnought known as Buzzer. Buzzer is the blonde one with the glasses and the chainsaw. Let's get him out here and we'll uh, put him together. He comes with a backpack that has like a gas can on it. This is gas for his chainsaw just in case. He has some silver sunglasses on his face, and he comes with a... Ooh, it goes right into his hand. A chainsaw gun. That is, it's pretty cool, man. Um, very, uh, very leather face, very whispering willy from the core. Let's put the backpack back onto his back. It popped right out. He also has, he has dual weapons. This one is like, it's like a flail, but with like a blade on the end, not like a ball. It's not like a ball and chain. It's a ball and a ball and blade. This guy's cool, man. I had him when I was younger. I had, I had him and I had the flamethrower guy, but I didn't have the other one. And I had Zartan. Now, now I am complete as far, let me look over there. I'm complete as far as the main Dreadnoughts. I don't have, I don't have Zanzibar. Shout out to my dude Esqualito. He has he has the Zanzibar in a box. I am quite, quite jealous of that. I'm going to get him, though. I'll get Zanzibar this week. And we'll talk about that soon. Um, this is a good one. I got this one from the old wife. She got me this for Father's Day. I dropped his... I dropped his chainsaw. I have been dropping and losing weapons like crazy lately. They're just, like, disappearing into the, uh... Into the ether. I found this one here. The other day... I was messing around with my Joes on the shelf. Shipwreck fell over. He fell over and his gun fell out of his loop and I cannot find it. I cannot find it. I saw it fall. I saw it fall down 
and I could not find it anywhere. I still can't find it. I know it's over there somewhere. And it's driving me crazy because I have, like, removed everything that I can remove in that area looking for the gun. I'm not even kidding. I looked for it for, like, 45 minutes yesterday. I have no idea. It's so weird. Eventually, when you do find the thing that you've lost for uh, so long of a time, like, in, I'm sure you've all... It's so weird. I'm sure you've been in this situation, too, where, like, you drop an accessory and you can't find it. And then eventually when you do find it, it's just, like, in the most obvious place sitting there. And you wonder why, like, I didn't see it, like, the first, like, five or six times that I looked in that area. It's gonna turn up. It's gonna turn up and I'm gonna be happy. But, uh, let's get back. Let's get back to Buzzer. I have Buzzer's file card, which is neat. He came with the, um, with the figure. Buzzer was an extreme left-wing Cambridge sociology don who went to Australia to research the biker gang phenomenon only to be transformed into the very object of his research. Years of intellectual displeasure caused repressed psychotic anger manifested in an intense desire to chainsaw apart the expensive gigaws of society. Specialty and M.O. A scavenger of the swamps, Buzzer can cut through steel, wrought iron, and any metal with his diamond-toothed chainsaw. That's... That's cool. Let's see what, um, let's see what this other G.I. Joe guide I got says about it. Um, this guide is cool because sometimes it has, like, production notes. They go beyond just, like, the uh, scope of the character. Uh, let's see. We're flipping through here. This is going to be great. Just like the last episode, I'm going to be flipping through here for a month. Um, what year did the Dreadnoughts come out? I, I should know that. Oh, here we go. We found Buzzer. Uh, da, da, da. Along with Ripper and Torch, Buzzer forms the core of the villainous biker gang known as the Dreadnoughts. Created by Hasbro, the name is a twist on the adjective Dreadnought, or those who dread nothing, those who are fearless. There are different versions of Buzzer that have been mass-produced. Each one adds a few more facts to his file card, together with a complete finalized dossier. That doesn't make any sense. I guess what they're saying is, over the years, they've adjusted uh, some of the notes... On Buzzer's file card, adding details here and there. Hold on. My phone is ringing. This is the actual factual phone. Let's answer it. The other day I got, um... Hold on, let's see. Uh, hello? Is there anyone there? Hello? Hello? Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm okay, how are you? Would you be willing to take a lifestyle survey? It's it's a lifestyle survey? What is it? What is, um... What sort of lifestyles are you trying to find out about? Okay, be super quick. And I'll, 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 I'll answer these questions. Super quick. What is your name? Okay, my name is Johnny Karate. It's K-A-R-A-T-E. Can I have your address, please? Oh, my address is 21 Jump Street. And that's in Santa Ana, California. Okay, how old are you? I am 78. I'm sorry. You are of no use peers. We only want young slash hip people. Good day. Oh, that's all? Okay. Uh, okay, goodbye. Well, that was a giant waste of time. I told her my age and she, um, she hung up on me. How impolite. I guess they're looking for somebody in the younger, more millennial set. That was so lame. I absolutely apologize to you guys. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's get a G.I. Joe commercial. Then we're going to go into, uh, what did Gina Vega have for lunch yesterday? Imagine this. Hey, we're behind enemy line. What's that? It's the Cobra Bunker. Follow me. Who's got it? Dreadnoughts. Torch. Ripper and Buzzer. Let's tell the joke. The G.I. Joe checkpoint. Who's the commander? 
G.I. Joe Checkpoint, Cobra Bunker, and Joe and Dreadnoughts figures each sold separately from Hasbro. What did Gino Vega have for Yesterday, I see robots. It's Gino Vega calling. Uh, sorry I've been out of the mix. As you know, um, I'm holed up here in the mountain retreat, uh, taking shelter during these tumultuous times. And uh, while the mountain retreat does have um, wireless internet access, um, the problem is the router we were using um, is too far away from uh, my telephone quarters, the, uh, the wing of the retreat in which I make telephone calls. So I wasn't able to um, get a connection because I'm using uh, VoIP, you know, voice over internet protocol to call you. But I sent my drone to the nearest radio shack to pick up a Wi-Fi extender. So we're back in business. I'm back calling you. And I will cut to the chase right here and let you know that what I had for lunch yesterday was an order of chili cheese fries that I also had the drone pick up after hitting Radio Shack. Uh, picked it up from a drive-thru and then brought it back here to the mountain retreat, after which I had lunch and was able to use the internet once again from the phone wing of three. Big shout out to my dude Gino Vega. Uh, I I I have kind of like a uh, I wouldn't say love hate relationship with them. Like chili cheese fries, I think they're good. I think they're fine, but it's nothing that I would ever order on my own. They're like they're like delicious and they're tasty, but they're a little too messy for me. And I. I don't like it when the fries get, um, they get moistened by the chili and the cheese. It's like, it's like when you're eating nachos and there's like globs of stuff at the bottom, like beans and cheese and all those things, but the, the chips aren't crunchy anymore. I, I do think that those globs are delightful, but at the same time, they kind of give me the willies because they're not, they're not that like, they're not crunchy in that way. I I don't know. Big shout out to the Parappa the Rappa of the Napa Valley, my dude Gino Vega up in his mountain retreat. I can totally totally understand what you're doing up there, man. If I if I had a mountain retreat, if I had a cabin, if I had anything like that, I would I would be there. Bet your um bet your bottom dollar on that. It's better safe than sorry nowadays, you know. I'm I'm like not taking any unnecessary risk. There are there are toys like out on the shelf right now that I that I want to get, but I I don't want to go and look for them. I don't want to like go from store to store to store to store looking for looking for these six inch GI Joes that are out right now. My dude, uh, engineer nerd, he found some at his Walmart, I believe, and he's lucky enough to uh, have them in the hand, and he's been sharing with me some details on the tweets at engineer nerd about about the figs and stuff, and they. They sound great. They sound cool. And I, I do think that, like, if I were over in the Walmart and I saw one, I would probably get them. They're only 20 bucks, so the price point isn't, like, it's not, like, super high. And the first wave, the wave that's out now, I think, and this is what I think, I think it's Storm Shadow, Scarlet, Duke, and Roadblock, and Destro, I think. I think that's all of them, but I'm not, like, super certain. Out of those, I would probably get Scarlet. I would probably get Duke, and I would probably get Storm Shadow. I think that, like, going to the future, that that the Storm Shadow is going to be the hard one to find. 
out of this wave. I think that's the one everybody's going to be looking for. But it could be the Scarlet, because, like, typically the action figures of gals are the ones that are short packs. So it could be that in the future people are looking for Scarlet. I don't know. They look they look cool. They're, like, on scale with, like, a Star Wars black or, like, a Marvel legend. But I, I like the three and three-quarter inch G.I. Joes. And I'm not, like, certain if I want to plunge into the uh, six-inch scale. Also... I'm not the biggest buyer of modern action figures. I do buy some from time to time that I think are cool, but I I do kind of put my my money and my focus onto the um onto the vintagey older stuff. There's just like there's not a lot of fun for me in buying a new figure. I like to go look at them. I like to go check out the toy section. I like to check them out. I like to look, but there's just there's nothing for me as far as the quest. And I think it's the quest that is what like drives me toward collecting. It's fun to go out there and get a hold of Buzzer. You know, that uh, Dreadnought I got earlier. It's fun to get him because there's like a history. There's a history in the past. Like, Buzzer was one I wanted for years. He was one of my childhood fave Dreadnoughts. And just like, it's really nice to uh, to have him again. And while it would be cool to go down to the Walmart and buy myself uh, Scarlet, there's no, there's no like emotional attachment between me and this figure. The modern guys that I buy, I just kind of, like, wind up putting them on a shelf. And they just sort of sit on the shelf. Like, for a while, I did get into Star Wars Black. I bought a bunch of Rays. I got Jin Erso. And for a while, I was kind of into Marvel Legends. I bought a, a few of those. But they just kind of they just kind of sit on the shelf. And I don't, I don't take them down. I don't enjoy them. As much as, like, as much time as I spend with, um, you know, my G.I. Joes, in comparison to these, it's almost, it's almost nil. You know, I don't know. There's just... There's not that kind of love. I love to go and hunt for them, and I love to go look for them. Of course, like, the way the world is right now, I'm not really going out hunting for figs, but in, 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 in like, normal circumstances, I do kind of enjoy the store-to-store look. But then it's kind of, I just get them, and I see them, and I go, ha-ha, spotted. I'm like a hunter that enjoys taking photographs rather than, like, going in for the kill. I guess. Let's uh, let's move forward into the show. Shout-out to Sensational Vega. You can find him at Sensational Vega on the tweets. He's got a Facebook uh, under his name, Gino Vega. Just go look it up. He's accepting any and all friend requests, unless you happen to be a kook. If that's the case, just leave my dude alone. Let's move forward. American Pizza Man. The only real American pizza made by an American. American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza Man. Masai Bindo. American Pizza. American Pizza. American Pizza. Hey, this is me, Icy Robots, the American Pizza Man, and we are back in the pizza game in a major way. I've made, like, four pizzas over the last, like, eight or nine days, dude. I've been going, like, I've been going full hog back into it. I want to master, I want to master the art of the pizza pie. We, we've made some changes in our, uh, pizza procedures. We, we started proofing the dough for two days ahead of time. Like, we made the dough on the Monday for pizza on the Wednesday in hopes that it would be more in line with what you would get, like, in a uh, in a top-notch pizza place, like a Mambo's, like a Chicago Pie in Petaluma. We're going for that, like, professional pizza flavor, dude. I want, like, I want, like, real pizza shop-style pizza in the house. And, and, and we've since learned that one of the... One of the secrets of the Mambo Crust is they proof it for two days before they use it. So we decided to do that. We also learned that over at Mambitos, they don't hand knead the dough. They use a mixer. We got a mixer. So we went ahead and we did that. We mixed it for 10 minutes straight. 
proofed it for two days. And I'll tell you what, the pizza dough came out much, much, much better than in our previous attempts where in which we would make the dough and then use it like the same day, you know, usually within like the same hour. I don't know what it is. I'm not like a dough expert by any means. I should probably ask my pal Sarah about this. She would be the one that would know, but like letting the dough sit around for a couple days definitely, definitely, definitely improve the taste of the dough, also the texture, and just like the overall quality. We also switched to a, uh, a more coarse kosher style salt. We've been using the Morton's Big shout out to show sponsor, Morton Salt. In the familiar blue package or convenient table shakers, when it rains, it pours. We switched over to the uh, Morton's kosher salt as opposed to the Morton's table salt. And this is like, this has definitely improved the uh, overall quality of the dough. The dough is the pizza. As far as I'm concerned, you can like put all the toppings and all the toppings are great. But what's going to make like, what's going to make your pizza seem like a pro pizza is the dough. And I think that we made like a big, big, big step in the direction of being dough pros. The first day we had the new dough and the recipe that we have makes like two servings of dough. So you get like two full pizzas out of this. The first time that we used the dough, we made like, we went for like a thin crust, uh, cheesy sort of deal. We had, we had salami, some basil from the yard, some onions from the yard, things like that. And it came out, it came out pretty good. Not amazing, but it was pretty good. But then like two days later, now at this point the dough had been proofing for four days. After four days of proof, we pulled it out of the fridge again and we made two mini pizzas. We each made our own mini small little pizza pie. I put on mine, I went salami again, onions again, green peppers, and then I also put some ham just because we had it in, in the fridge. And the wife decided to try like a different technique this time. She put the sauce on top of the cheese. First she put the cheese and then she put the sauce into like little uh, circular daubs all over the place. And that came out, that came out pretty good. These pizzas were decidedly better than the one from the other days. It felt more like we were getting there. And then yesterday, we made another pizza. We let the dough proof for three days this time. And we made a pizza in a round circular pan with walls on it. Like this, this big pan that we've had sitting around. The pan has holes in the bottom. Very nice, very nice pizza pan. We put basil. We put salami again. We put some ham. We put some green peppers. And then this was the deal. We got some pork sausage. And we mixed it together with fennel seeds and oregano, right? We made little globs and put them all over the pizza. This was our first attempt at a sausage pie. And this time around, we also went for the cheese first with the sauce on top, but then we put a little more cheese on top of that. And I gotta tell you, this came out super duper duper good. The dough was crispy on the bottom, not burnt, but crispy. Like you bite into it and there's like a small little crunch. They came out very, very, very good. We're not all the way there by any means, but we are making steps toward becoming pizza pros. The next move I want to make, I want to try to make some mozzarella cheese in the house. I was talking to my gal Sarah and she said it's easy. She said there's no problem at all. She doesn't have a lot of experience in the cheese game. She's not the queen of queso yet, but she has advised me that it's easy enough to do. And we're thinking like, maybe we should move in that direction because on top of the dough, of course, goes the cheese, and the cheese is the key ingredient. If you asked me, 
the most important topping there's ever going to be is your cheese. So maybe the idea of like a homemade cheese would be just the thing we need thrown over the top. I think the thing we need to throw it over the top is um our uh, crop of uh, tomatoes in the backyard has to mature to the point that we can start making our own homemade sauce. When you got your homemade onions, your homemade sauce, your homegrown basil, and you mix it in with some homemade mozzarella cheese, marron, you are on your way to becoming an American pizza man. If you guys... If you guys are experimenting with pizzas at home, and I recommend you do, dude. Nothing brings a family together like making a homemade pizza. If you guys are at home working on these pizza projects, please, by all means, hit me up. Send me a picture of your pizza. I would like to know what you guys are up to. I would like to know. Hit me up. Let's move forward into the show. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. The revolution will not be televised. Hey guys, this is me. I am over at the uh, good old Dollar Tree. This isn't my Dollar Tree. Normally we go to the one in Bennett Valley, but now we're over on the new one next to uh, in the same shopping center as Food Max, where the old uh, Dollar General used to be. Uh, we just... I wanted to change the pace, but uh, nevertheless, I got um, my my five items. The the point of this bit, and I want, I want to keep it short because I feel weird talking in the corner of the uh, of the Dollar Tree. The point of this bit is I go and I give myself a five dollar shopping spree. I, I pick my five items, things that are going to help me get through the week, things that are going to be fun, and then um, when I'm when I'm here, if I have the time, I'll uh, run down the things that I got. Let's, let's jump into it. The first thing I got is a bag of ice. You can't go wrong with a bag of ice, especially during these hot months. And it's it's warming up. Nothing makes it better than a nice cold drink. And then I got myself another pink rubber ball because I lost the uh, the one that I had on the, on the roof. I've been using that a lot, bouncing it up against the, up against the garage and then coming back and uh, catching it on the rebound. It's... It's a nice item. And then I got myself a can of boiled peanuts. I I had never, not never had a boiled peanut before. But then the other week, I did get one at the Dollar Tree. And I, I brought it home. And you know what? It was kind of weird. It was kind of good. And also kind of weird. So I thought, hey, as long as you're here, why not, um, why not get another? You know, it's a very weird sensation to eat these squishy uh, peanuts. I... I like it. What can I say? I think it's uh, I think it's pretty um, pretty good, pretty tasty. I got the I got the original flavor this time. The last time I got the salt and vinegar flavor. Speaking of salt and vinegar, I also got a can of salt and um, salt and vinegar stacks. The chips, the chips known as stacks. And my last item of the five is I got myself a bag of uh, dum dums. Dum dums aren't the best candy of all time. They're not the best suckers of all time, but they do. They do go out of their way to make interesting flavors, and this is a this is a pack of tropical dum dum. So I am hoping that uh, maybe these will be a bit different. And I also I got a bag of sausages for the dogs. This is for them. I'm not counting it against my five. I think these five are five are okay. There were a couple things I left behind that I wanted. Um, I saw these like little mini transformers in a in like a plastic bag. I wanted to get one of those. I thought they were kind of fun. I was gonna get a uh, I was going to get Megatron, and then I want to get the Optimus Prime, and the one that's a cassette recorder. I think all those are are pretty fun. What else did I see that I wanted? Oh, I need, um, I need a sheet of poster board, but I had to uh, leave that behind. I, I use it sometimes for, like, when I'm taking a picture, I use the poster board as a background, and I needed, needed a new blue poster board. But, hey, 
when you got your five, you gotta stick with your five. This is me, Essie Robot, signing off from the uh, Dollar Tree. Bye, Food Mix. Hello, I was hoping to reach you. We feel that considering the changing climate that you would be perfect for our lifestyle survey. Please call us back with the number on the card we left on your table. We would like to hear from you and have you take the lifestyle survey. If you do so, you will be entered in a raffle to win a trip to the Bahamas. Hi, I'm a talking vending machine for Coca-Cola. Make your selection, please. We're not afraid of you. We're just a victim of your fears. Alrighty, tidy whitey, this is me, Icy Robots, and we're back from the Dollar Tree. We're back from wherever. What you heard at the beginning of this was an actual factual recording from a talking coke vending machine if you recall the last episode we were stranded after the car broke down post watching red dawn at ua5 and my brother and i were both uh stuck outside of petrini's where the safeway is now and the one thing that we had to keep us going all this time was a talking coke machine the talking coke machine was like it was like the 80s thing of all the 80s you would pop your 50 cents in there i think a soda was 50 cents at the time i don't I don't know for sure, but you'd pop your 50, maybe 75 cents in there, and the machine would, like, it would start playing the Coke theme, it would talk to you. This was, like, this was a big deal, man. It kept us, like, so busy for so many hours while my dad walked back to Rinkin Valley to get the, uh, car from the mom and come back to, uh, to pick us up. There's a lot of, a lot of feedback from this story. People seem like they really like it. I got a few messages here and there, and it seems like the one thing that everybody focused on was the talking Coke machine. So I, I looked around a little bit, like not even for very long, and I found myself a recording of the thing, and I'm like, you know what? This is so nostalgic that I should, uh, just pop into the show and let people enjoy it, along with me enjoying it. It's cool, man. There, there were like a few different varietals of the Talking Coke machine. There was this one, of course, and then there was, there was another one that played a different song, and the one that really, like, jumped out at me was the one they had for Max Headroom, where our dude Max would talk about the, uh, the song. This is Max Headroom. Here's I was never, like, the biggest Max Headroom head. I knew dudes were into it, like, they were into it, like, it was, like, the greatest thing in the world. And it was pretty cool, but I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, a big fan of, of the show. But, like, having something that was kind of, like, cyberpunk like that on TV was definitely, definitely very cool. This, uh, this past few week, weeks, we got some, uh, interesting Patreon news. We got a new... New Patreon, and I apologize, I've been meaning to shout you out, but like, every episode I felt so out of sorts for the past couple weeks. I've been tired, man, I've been tired, the body's weary, but I'm back, and I, I just kept forgetting, but I want to send a shout out to my man Slick Rick, the dude Rick is over on the Facebook page a lot, liking, sharing, uh, responding to messages, if you want to do so, you can find us over at facebook.com backslash robots. even though I do advise everybody to go over to Twitter, that's at Robots. but our, our homie Rick is over there. 
he's all the time responding to things. And it's just like, it's really nice to have a name that you've known for so long. I know this name, Rick, and it's nice to see somebody jump over to the uh, Patreon uh, rank. So, Rick, I appreciate it. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I can't even express to you, like, how much it means to me every time I get a new Patreon. It makes me feel... It makes me feel pretty good. It makes me feel that you guys, like, really value the work that I do here. And that's that's awesome. If you would like to join our dude Rick over on Patreon, where there's, like, 50 extra shows that you can listen to. There is, like, a lot of fun stuff. There's music mix shows. There's a patron show. There's handbooks of the Marvel Universe. There is all kinds of exclusive material. And it can be yours for as low as a dollar a month, just toss me a buck, dude. It's great. I'll be happy to have it. I'll feel good about myself. And you'll get access to a ton of stuff, which, like, right now, man, that's a great bargain, dude. You're just, like, sitting around the house. You're just, like, working from home, doing all that boring stuff. Everything's closed. It's mad boring out there in the world, so I cannot even, like, think of a better time than now to join us over at supportthereport.com, amongst other... Exciting Patreon news. Our good friend of the show, Mighty Matt D, went ahead and increased his Patreon. Yes, you can do that. You can give, and then you can show extra love. You can be like, dude, I love you so much. You've been putting these two weeks out. You've been doing all this fun stuff at the Stuck at Home show. I appreciate it. Times are tight. So he, like, he jumped in there and he upped it a few bucks. So, dude, I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I seriously mean that. I mean it a lot. It means so much that, like, you've been a patron for so long. You've been a patron for so long, since the beginning. But you're like, you know, I think that I'm getting more than I pay for. So I'm going to go back in there and I'm going to up it. Dude, I appreciate that. It's it's a nice move on your part. Very, very classy, Mighty Matt D. Me and Matt D are Pokemon friends. Oh, check this out. This is some uh, Pokemon Go news. If you guys don't play it, I highly recommend it. I'm friends on on the app with a lot of guys who listen here. My dude, Lamar the Revenger. My guy, Mighty Matt D. Ferg. Of course, Jason from the Retro Network. Uh, who else? Um... I don't want to leave anyone out. I hate uh, listing these things because it's like you're always going to leave somebody out. My dude Sammy in Hong Kong, you're going to leave someone out and you're going to hurt their feelings. And I apologize. So if I lift you out, please don't think that I don't value you. Ferg's wife, don't think I don't value you over on Pokemon Go. But the uh, the Pokestop that I always go to, the one that I have to go through the school and over across the street, that has been upgraded from a Pokestop to a Poke Gym. I don't know what that's about, but I went over there to play this morning and it was a gym. The gym was held by the red team. Me, your dude, I battle for the yellow team. If you're not on Team Yellow, I recommend you join us. We are the best. We're number one. But I went over there and Team Red was holding down the Pokestop. And I'm just like, say no go, dude. Like, uh, De La Soul. Say no go like Holland Oats. And I battled that gym and I knocked it out. And right now, as we speak, I have a Vaporeon over in that gym, locking it down. That gym is going to be like, that's my home base from now on, dude. It's been my uh, secure Pokestop. I'm checking in right now as we speak. And yes, in fact, I do still have the gym. I can't wait till the wife gets home. She's going to walk over there with me and we're going to put one of her Pokemans in the gym too. It's going to be, it's going to be in there like swimwear. My God, it's going to be great. Another thing to do during the day. So until we meet again... I think I'm going to sign off. I think I'm going to get out of here. My throat is hurting. My body is tired. It's hot. I got to I got to go squirt a hose up in the air and run around underneath it, which is one of the one of the things I like to do during times like this. But don't worry, my guys. We'll get back together in a few days and it's going to be awesome. So, until then, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Time seems hard right now. But you got to believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's 
Stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. The announcers on this program are employed by Georgia Championship Wrestling Incorporated.